to Solving for the Undefined podcast. I'm your host, Johanna, founder of Ms. Kuiper's Classroom, the place that equips teachers in creating a healthy math classroom where students can thrive, no matter their academic abilities. But it's not always about the numbers, and that's why I'm here, bringing you the formulas to solve your problems, math and otherwise, plus strategies on cultivating that necessary math mindset. And that's what you can count on. All right. Hello, hello. Welcome to a brand new episode. Today we are joined by Kelsey Sorensen, and we are going to be talking about how to keep your subs coming back. Welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm I'm excited for this one. This is a topic that I've never thought of discussing before. And once I heard it, I was like, we need to discuss this as <laughs> Like as the math community, I feel like this is going to be an important topic. Yeah, it's really important for all teachers, I believe, to be able to take those days off. And yeah, especially for secondary. I feel like I've been talking to a lot of elementary teachers about this, but like you secondary teachers, you got to take these days off too. So I'm really happy to be here and get in front of your audience to share how they can do this. (laughs) Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I am a former third grade teacher. So I taught elementary, but then I was a substitute teacher for um, four years. And I mostly did elementary. That was my comfort zone. But I do have some experience doing middle school as well. So um, with that, with the subbing. And now I do wife, teacher, mommy full time. That's kind of my thing that we do. We support teachers with, we started with resources, which those are more for elementary. But as we branched out, we're kind of pivoting to kind of more of a holistic support for teachers where it's not like the printables and resources, but we help them with like mental health and burnout and productivity. And all of those things are what all teachers need to work on. So we've been getting more of those secondary teachers joining us too, which has been really fun. Um, I'm currently now a homeschool mom, so that is my current educational journey, doing wife, teach, mommy, and supporting teachers and homeschooling my own kids. And we get some homeschool moms and wife, teach, mommy, too. So we kind of got this nice mix of like people who just want to educate kids and, or, you know, teenagers in whatever capacity they do that. That's really cool that you have such like a broad experience, like going from elementary teacher to being a sub and now having that experience as a homeschool parent and you just have so many different perspectives on what education is. And I feel like that helps you a lot or helps anyone a lot moving forward and helping other teachers become better and prevent that burnout because that is extremely important. Mm -hmm. So was you being a sub kind of what sparked your desire or interest to make sub plants? Yeah. And I would say it was actually, so as I was subbing, there was a time where I came into the classroom and I could not find any plans anywhere. And I was like, oh my goodness, how am I going to make it through this day? What am I going to do? It was like, I mean, and I've been a teacher too. So I was like, what if a sub walked in and they had not ever taught? Like, what if it was their first time? Um, Luckily I did end up finding them. They were just not very clear to find, which again, now that is a word of advice they give to teachers, like make it super clear where your sub plans are <laughs> for the sub to find. Like I was not a newbie, but I still couldn't find them. So um, 
but that I was kind of like, okay, I need to have something to bring with me. And maybe teachers also, I discovered that sometimes I would get plans that like, especially in elementary, they wouldn't last me the whole day because for elementary, they're not just doing that one period. They're doing like, you know, all day, you need to keep yeah. these kids like happy. And it's not like switching out periods or whatever. So I'm like, mm, how are we going to make this last all day? So I'm like, okay, maybe I can make some sub plans that I can both bring with me and that I can put on TPT. So other teachers can potentially benefit from the work I do because like I had also been a teacher and I knew how time consuming and stressful it could be to get those plans put together. So it was never like, oh, I can't believe these teachers like didn't have enough for me or whatever, because I totally got it because I'm like, oh yeah, I probably didn't do a good enough job either. It's just like kind of being on both sides of it, you know, kind of just gave a new perspective. So I created those plans having both been like, okay, what the teachers need, they need it to be easy. And the subs, they need it to be also easy enough for them, but enough to last. So that's kind of kind of where that came from. Yeah, I can't imagine as an elementary school teacher how long it would take to create sub plans. Because I know for me, like most of my classes will repeat themselves. So I have to make two sets of lesson plans and that's it. I can't imagine having to create lesson plans for like every subject and leave enough details for a sub to be able to come in and implement it. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that is a good perspective. So like middle school teachers or high school teachers, if you're like, Oh, I can't, I need to do two lessons. Just be like grateful. You're not in elementary and having to do all day. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what are some components of a good sub plan? Yeah. So in my terminology and people call these different things, but I kind of broke it down into two things, your sub binder and your sub plans or your sub tub. Um, so your binder has like all the information about like your classroom procedures, your schedule for secondary. This is really important. Like they need to know like what time the bell rings when the transitions are from one class to another, which class they're teaching at which time. So having that schedule, but not just like one schedule, but like I don't know if depending on where you teach, like if you have A day or B day or whatever, or if you have like a different schedule, if there's an assembly or something like all those different alternate schedules, because you never know when you might have a sub last minute and you want to have the sub to be able to have any of those at a pinch, like in a pinch. So like if there's or alternates, if there are, I mean, specials, that's more of an elementary thing, but like <laughs> assemblies, I feel like that's mm -hmm. the big one yes. for secondary. So uh, make sure you have those seating charts for secondary. You'll want those for each class so that they can, you know, know where everybody is easier to take role and everything, any procedures, any attention prompts, any, anything, really anything that would help a sub make that day go more smoothly. So that's just like information. It can also be like buddy teachers, like who they can ask if they need help with something, all of those really come in handy. And then there's your sub tub or your, um, sub plans, whatever you want to call it. I call it a sub tub a lot of times because a lot of times we organize them like in this tub. So you could have like, even if you have your two lessons for like one day, you might want to have like five days planned, right? So you could have like a file folder for like, okay, here's like, you know, math seven and math eight or whatever it is you're teaching in your tub. And like, you'd have like labeled day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. So you like have a full week for if like something were to happen that you could have those there and that they're ready to go. And that would be your sub tub. And what I recommend including in there is having a short lesson plan 
that a sub could read over. Now for secondary math, you might not have them teaching as explicitly. Like for elementary, I'm usually like, you know, they, they're there because they want to teach. Like you could have them teach like, you know, some basic math or whatever. If you're getting into like algebra or especially like, you know, calculus or something yeah. like that, you <laughs> probably can't expect your sub to walk in and just teach that. So it might even be more of like a short, like, hey, this is what we're doing. Um, let's have a student come up and do an example on the board or something. And I would recommend it being something that the students would know already. So they do spiral review. Don't have it be something new for a sub, especially in secondary. So um, those are kind of the two things that I would recommend having. Yeah, that's good advice of having something. Because I know for me as like a math teacher, when I have a sub come into my classroom, most of the time they are not someone who is comfortable or confident in their math abilities, especially at like the algebra one level. And it's good for me to know a lot of the times to have lesson plans where it is that spiral review, or it's an activity where students already know the majority of the material available and help the sub feel like they can have a confident day as well. Yes, I totally agree with that. And this is something where you could even have like one thing that I include in some of my elementary sub plans, but could totally be a thing for secondary is having some kind of math game that can keep them like entertained for a whole period, depending on how long your periods are. You could have like, if you, if they're shorter, like if they're like 45 minutes, you could just have them do the game. If it's like an hour and a half, you could have like some worksheets and then like, oh, and when you're done with that, they get to do this math game that reviews the concepts that they've been taught. I feel like mm -hmm. games can be really helpful. You're just like, okay, let's break into groups of four or five and play the, like this game or whatever. And it can be like a printable game. Like you could probably find something on TPT for that. Um, I don't know if you have resources that could help them with that. Um, maybe you do. So something like that can be really helpful for a sub plan. Yeah, we actually are continuing to do a series in the podcast of games that you can use in your classroom. And it was kind of leading up to like state testing but all of those are just great resources that you could leave a sub. And most of them are very low prep because I'm not about taking a lot of time to do things because <laughs> as teachers, we don't have a lot of time to begin with. So that could be a, that's a great idea for leaving a sub is like setting up a game and having them just do that because it helps with that classroom management piece too, because students are bought in because mm -hmm. they enjoy playing the game. And then it allows the, the sub to have less classroom management uh, chaos, because I can't even imagine going into a classroom where I don't have a rapport or a relationship with kids. That would mm -hmm. be such a challenge. Yeah, it can be a challenge because when you're coming in, you don't know these kids, you don't have that relationship. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of overwhelming, especially if they're teaching older kids and maybe the sub is like new at teaching, they might be super overwhelmed about it too. So it's good to have things on hand so that your sub can feel confident. Like if it's something they know they can do, they're like, oh, it's a game. I can help the kids. I can help them get put together for this game. Or I can hand out this activity for them to do. And I can just go around and make sure that they um, have what they need. That's where that sub binder can really come in hand too. Like, okay, here's how I usually manage the classroom. Here's kind of the schedule, like how I start the period, how we wrap up, how we, you know, then transition when the bell rings. So those things can really help. Yeah. Just seeing how the class starts and end and helping students have that same pattern, I think would also be helpful because it's not an abrupt change, especially for students who come from a background of trauma or something, having those routines in place is really important for them. And so changing as little as possible is always going to be the best thing.
Yes. One thing on that too, before we even get to like the next question is if you can prepare your students ahead of time for when you have a sub. So like, if you know what's going to happen, tell them like, Hey, I'm going to have a sub on this day. And this is what's going to be the same. This is what's going to be different. That can kind of help them prepare for that. But also you're going to have days where you don't know, like you're sick or whatever. And that is where you just have the conversation at the beginning of the year. And again, every so often that like, Hey, when I have a sub, which will happen at some point, just let them know that is going to be a thing because you're going to start taking your sick days after listening to this episode. Yes. Let them know that's going to be a thing. And every so often be like, Hey, if we have a sub, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to go on. And even, you know, kind of ask them like, Hey, what do we do when there's a sub? So they can kind of tell you back. Um, that really helps. Yeah. That actually reminds me of a story of one of my coworkers and what he did to kind of like help bring it about. It was very silly, but he pretended to be someone else and like came in with like a different uh, like dress and uh, like different accent and came in and like pretended to walk through students as if he were a sub and the kids had a blast with it because they know who he is and they just had such a fun time having a different teacher. And that could be a very silly way to kind of introduce your students to the idea of having a sub, especially like I'm thinking sixth graders who are brand new to the middle school world and having a sub may look different for them than maybe it did in elementary school. And having that like role play could be a helpful tool to kind of get them used to the idea of having a sub. I love that idea. And that's just one of those like above and beyond things you hear about teachers do, like putting on the costume and everything. Like I love teachers. Like you do so much for your students. You make it fun. Like something like, you know, reminding students substitute procedures. You can turn it into a fun thing. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what are some other suggestions that you have to encourage subs to keep coming back? What can we do for them? So the first part I will say is doing these things we've already talking we've already talked about. If you have those organized procedures and everything, you have the plans, you have everything they need, all that support. That alone, like I mentioned, there was a time I walked into a room and didn't know what to do. And you know, in that case, a lot of times a sub, especially if they're a new sub, they're not going to want to come back. But if you have everything put together and you talk to your students about you know how to behave for a sub and everything, and things go as smoothly as possible, that alone helps. Um, preparing the students for that is another thing we talked about, but what you can do is even have like procedures for that. Like one thing I talk about, and you can tell me if you think this would work well in secondary or not. Um, we do a word of the day. I, I think this would still work for secondary where you have a long word, you would just kind of shorten the time period that they would earn it in. Right. So they're trying to spell this word and the sub, every time they feel the class earns a letter, they get to write it on the board. And then if they spell out that full word, then, you know, you as the teacher get to decide what that means, them earning that. And that's kind of a whole class thing. And then an individual one, and we have a freebie for this, is we have substitute punch cards where that's individual because, you know, sometimes there are the few kids that might keep the class from earning a word. And that might make the other kids feel kind of like, well, I'm being good, you know. So the punch cards are where the sub can go around and punch the card. And then if they fill a card, there's something that they get. So I think that could definitely both of those work in the secondary world because I know students will do anything to earn a prize, especially if it's candy or food related. Uh huh. <laughs> but yeah, because that gives the uh, sub the incentive to look for those positive things. And when students see that other students are being rewarded for being helpful or being on task or whatever it is, 
I feel like that would kind of be like, oh, they're getting a punch. I want a punch too. And kind of bring that momentum forward. And you could even with the words loop in some academic vocab with some math terms. Oh, I love this. (laughs) Not only a behavior incentive thing, but it's also learning some more math related vocabulary. I like it. I like that a lot. That's fun. You could have like math vocab in there, like matrices or something, right? Uh, the bane of my existence in Math 1050 (laughs) in high school. Yes. Oh, man. We're here to give you an extra boost for this back-to-school season with a bonus sale on Teachers Pay Teachers. Coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday, August 29th and 30th, you can save up to 25% on resources site-wide. This is the perfect time to try the name tent and A to Z get to know me activity from episode 67, or my mild, medium, and spicy practice in active notes from episodes 68 and 70. Whichever resources you choose, make sure to use code BTSBONUS23 at checkout to get the complete 25% off your purchase. Now let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, another thing that they can do to help with getting subs coming back, I know that's a big thing with the sub shortage right now, is to build a relationship with the subs. Like you get one in your room, make sure you say thank you. Leave a note for them. Leave like, hey, leave your number if you'd like to come back. Like that alone can help. Leave a treat. If you become someone's go-to classroom, like they're like, oh, this went great. You could potentially like text them be like, hey, I'm going to be out this day. Can you sub for me? Like I got on that that terms with some, that terms, I got on those terms with some people where they were able to just text me and be like, hey, will you sub for me? And that's a great place to be when there's a sub shortage. Yeah, that is really cool. Because I know going back to like that, having that routine and consistency, if you're out and you typically have like the same person coming back, that's when that sub can start building those relationships and that rapport with students to help even further the engagement and uh, classroom management overall for students. I could see that being a really beneficial way to help your students out, even when you're not there. Exactly. I like there were a few classrooms where I got to actually know the students' names like throughout the year because I was there subbing enough. Like when they had PD, I came in. When they were sick, I came in. So like they knew me and it was like exciting when I got to come. It wasn't like, you know, oh, somebody I don't know, which again, if you need to do that, but somebody they don't know, you need to take your sick day all for it. But it's nice if you can have that go-to sub. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I know for me, sometimes I feel guilty about taking that day off. So what would you say if someone told you that? Yes. And I know there are so many teachers, even more than ever, feel this way. But I feel like it was even a thing before COVID. It's always been like, oh, I feel guilty taking a day off. I need to call in sick or whatever. And it's my kids need me or whatever. They're all the different things we tell ourselves. But the other thing is you might be able to think of like, if I were to be like, who's a teacher, you know, who takes their days off? I bet you could think of them, (laughs) but you could think of someone. I bet you could also think of a teacher who would never in a million years take a day off, even if there was an abundance of substitutes. And they were like, please, please take a day off. Will you take a day off? They'd be like, no. You know, so I bet you could think of teachers on either end of the spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. So what this really shows us is, is kind of like how we think about it. And that is like a big thing that I talk about in like our membership and Wife Teacher Mommy Club. And we'll do some coaching and educate and rejuvenate too, which we'll talk about is 
really how we think about it is a big part of it. Because if we think like, oh, I can't take a day off, it's too hard, then we're going to just keep, you know, for one, not preparing our sub plans ahead of time. So then it is going to be too hard because we haven't prepped. But if we think, oh, I'm, I'm going to take my days off, that's going to lead you to feeling a different way and taking different actions. Like, you know, you're going to put together a sub tub and a sub binder. So then it's actually easier. You're creating the path of least resistance is no longer to just go in. It's actually to call and take that day off. So, but when you're talking about feeling guilty, um, in my opinion, just taking the day off, even in a sub shortage is not the solution. If teachers keep just not taking their days off and, oh, there's a sub shortage, so I'll just go in, then that becomes like the solution that becomes the bandaid. Like, oh, the teachers will just deal with it. Like, like always, right? If we take our days off, then maybe it'll go up like, oh, we need to figure this out. Maybe we need to offer some new incentives to get more substitutes coming in. But if we don't at the bottom say, hey, no, I'm using this benefit that was part of my job, then maybe a change is not going to happen. So, I mean, it's just kind of the way I see it in that way. Like mental health is health. You earn those PTO days plus like physical health. Again, if you're sick, if you're coughing and spreading germs around, you're just going to get other colleagues sick or other kids sick, other people needing to miss school. It's just perpetuating the problem, not solving it. So. Yeah. yeah. And I've always heard too, that like once you start to feel sick, if you don't take time off to like rest and uh, come back, it's going to be longer than Mm -hmm. if it was if you just took the day off. And I find that to be really true for like me and for other of my coworkers. Like when you're sick, just take the day and you'll find that overall it's going to be a a shorter amount of sickness than if you had just tried to stick it out because that stress is going to continue to perpetuate the issue rather than Mm -hmm. just taking the day to have your body relax and heal itself. Oh, absolutely. Like instead of just one day, if you don't take that day off, it's instead going to be like maybe a week, maybe more of you just slugging through it because you're always going to feel like you're catching up even once you're feeling better. So it's better to just take that day off, get fully rested or take the two days off or whatever it is you need to recover, depending like if it's COVID. Yeah. Take it multiple days off if you need to. Yeah. Just make sure you take care of yourself. Yes, always. So you mentioned it. We have something coming up called Educate and Rejuvenate, and I'm so excited to be a presenter at it. Can you share about more of resources as well as that conference? Yes. So I'm really excited about Educate and Rejuvenate. So it is what we call, I mean, we call the education event of the year. (laughs) But it's because they really believe that it is. We have two amazing keynotes. We have Joe Dombrowski, Mr. D., Um, He is hilarious stand-up comedian. You've likely already heard of him. If you haven't, Google April Fool's Day spelling test joke, and you will find his viral video that claimed him to fame, basically. (laughs) And then we have Christina Kuzmich, who is amazing. She has nearly 2.9 million followers for a reason, because she's inspirational and hilarious at the same time. And she... She's honestly a cheerleader for humans is how she described herself on when I interviewed her for Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast recently. She's like, I'm here to help everybody. So she's not like exclusively for teachers, but she's doing this keynote geared towards teachers and she loves teachers. She's like done some videos that I linked to in that podcast, or I can get you the links if you want to put them in your show notes that are dedicated to teachers and all they do. So we're really excited and honored to have both of them there, but also 
all the incredible speakers we have, we have over 60 amazing speakers, which is more than last year because we have like a parent track and a teacher track this year. So the new parents have been kind of joining our community. They have stuff that I'm like, no, we're not taking anything away from the teachers. We're just adding more. So if you are a parent and a teacher, which is a lot of our community, um, you can benefit from both too. You don't have to pick one or the other. You can pick and choose. You can do any sessions you want, come in with whatever you're wanting to learn. And there are pre-recorded sessions. The keynotes are live. We'll have some other fun lives that are happening during the event too. There's going to be workouts to start the days on the main days of the event. There's going to be life coaching. It's really a whole experience because we want to make sure that there are topics about like teaching, like teaching math, teaching reading or whatever. But then there's also like mental health, burnout, all the things, working out, getting your body moving. It's all about the whole experience because we see you as not just a teacher, but all the other things you are in your life too. So we're helping you get ready for the next school year, find more balance, be less burned out and just really excited for the event. And I'm excited that you're speaking at it too. I'd love to hear more about your session. You can yeah. tell your audience about that. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to be doing a session on building a community within your classroom that's going to help boost your student success. And part of the reason why building community is so important is because when students feel safe and they feel like they are part of something, they're more willing to buy in and have that engagement. And when students buy in are in an, and when students buy in and are involved, oh my goodness, when students <laughs> buy in and are involved, they're going to be practicing more. And that practice with each other is going to bring more success for them because when the class or the community is having really successful times with your subject area, whether it's math or something else, then that's going to bring about that individual achievement as well. And when students see that success, they get excited about it. And it's just going to continue to snowball and have this amazing impact on not only your students' achievement, but every classroom or every student within your classroom as well. So I'm super excited to share more about that because it is something that I have found to be life-changing, not only for me as a teacher, watching all of these connections be made with my students, but also seeing the success of my students. And that's so exciting. I love this because I'm all about like celebrating success and our wins and teaching our students how to do that. That's going to be such a good session. I cannot wait to watch or I'm probably going to listen to it. I usually listen to them on the private podcast, which is available for those who upgrade to platinum. But if you with the regular ticket, you get to watch all the sessions you could totally just listen to and turn it on. Um, and it's going to be such a great time. So um, you have a link for that you can put in your show notes so that yes. they can find it. I would love for you all to come. We have awesome bonuses when you join. Like we have our ultimate teacher planner that will work for you. It's like organizational. It'll work for our secondary friends. That's a $40 value by itself, which is double the cost of the ticket. So like come join the event. It's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, we both hope to see you there. It's going to be really fun. <laughs> Yes, I am. I'm very pumped for it. I'm excited to be able to be a part of it. So thank you for letting me be a part of it. And thank you for being part of it. We're so excited yes. to have you. <laughs> All right. So as we kind of wrap up our episode today, one thing I always ask every person who comes on the podcast is what is your favorite math related joke or pun? Okay, so I'm embarrassed to admit this because I know I have other ones that I thought of, like that I know because especially because like 
both my dad and my stepdad are so punny. They tell like punny jokes all the time. And then I like read that question and I just like blank. I'm like, what is it? So I had to Google. I'm like, which one is my favorite on Google right now? (laughs) And the one that came up was what are, what? And I I laughed. I totally laughed at this and I had not heard this one before. Why are obtuse angles so depressed? Because they are never right. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Awesome. Isn't that great? I've never heard that one. Isn't that great? I was like, I love that one. That, that <laughs> New one, one to try to remember. <laughs> awesome. So where can people find you to learn more about subplans and just who you are? Yeah. So for subplans, if you want, we have a subplanning starter kit that I can get you the link to that as well. Or not when we actually have like an easy, it's just subplanningstarterkit.com. And the, the lesson plans than that are for elementary, but there are, there are like the binder forms that are those punch cards. So if you want those, you can definitely still grab it and utilize those parts. Or if you teach sixth grade, so we do sixth grade. That's like where we cut off because here in Utah until up until recently, like sixth grade was always in the elementary schools. It's kind of shifting now, but like when I went to elementary, sixth grade was elementary school and then seventh to ninth middle school. And then 10th through 12th high school. It's different. (laughs) That is such an interesting way to think about it. I could see that. I could see that though. Yeah. But now like some of them are changing and then like some of the ninth graders finally get to go to high school, which is like, you know, they're technically freshmen. It was weird like going to a middle school and it's like ninth grade. It's like you're in the middle school, but you're in high school. Like you're a freshman and it's starting to count for college or whatever, but you hadn't actually gone to the high school yet. It's kind of different. Um, but yeah, anyways, and then the educate and rejuvenate event would really recommend them coming to that. But if they kind of want a sneak peek at that, if they're kind of like, well, is this for me head over to wife, teacher, mommy, the podcast. And we have interview, I'm interviewing, um, I did an interview with Christina and with some of our speakers, we're going to have episodes that kind of highlight a bunch of our speakers in there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So I would recommend hopping over there and giving those a listen. And when you do, you'll probably be like, oh yeah, I'm going to come to this event. So um, the podcast, and then just anywhere, but everywhere we're just wife, teacher, mommy, wife, teacher, mommy.com, all the socials, wife, teacher, mommy, really easy to find. Nice. And I will link all of those down in the description as well as the show notes. So that way you can just click it and be transported to awesomeness. <laughs> I love that. Transported <laughs> to awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I know I appreciate learning more about how to keep our subs coming back. Thank you for having me. All right. And with that, I'll calculator. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. To find all the links and resources to things talked about in this episode, head on over to MissKuypersClassroom.com and click on podcast.